0: Welcome to A Free
1: Solution. All right, welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your for today. Thank you so much for joining us here on this beautiful Monday morning on Boxing Day, day after Christmas, live here on WYSL until 2 p.m. Give us a call if you want to participate in show, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000, or leave your comments online. Uh, free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, the Kevin Wilson page or the Kevin Wilson Twitter, wherever you listen to. I appreciate you all being here. And, you know, for those of you who hadn't heard the news last week, you know, very soon we're not going to be in this time spot anymore. Um, you will hear a different person in this hour. Uh, and, uh, luckily Larry Sharp will still be on on Tuesdays at 1 PM, but I will no longer be in the spots. So we're hopeful that, you know, we're going to continue a free solution in other ways, either online or in a different spot. So once we finalize the details, we'll of course make that announcement, you know, hopefully tentatively 8 PM Thursday is where it looks like it's going to be. Um, so we are, uh, we're hopeful that we'll, we'll still be on WISL that time, plus, again, the online streaming. We're still going to do stuff, right? We're still going to talk about important issues of the day from a from a libertarian perspective. And, again, hoping to, uh, to have other folks join the conversation more frequently, too. People like Tim O'Connor and Andrew Hollister, hoping to have them part of the show a lot more often. And uh, so it should be good. But, uh, again, you won't be hearing me at, at this spot starting in January, so this is my penultimate episode at this time. But we'll be continuing in a different capacity. Thursdays, 8 p.m. is the plan. And – but so got two more episodes left in this time. So, you know, I'm going to try to – do a couple things with this episode. So I, I want to talk about in this episode, you know, some things that maybe I'm pessimistic about, right? Things that like in the liberty movement and the conservative movement in general, like I, you know, I, I would like to see go better. Uh and, and that must have been Wednesday's episode talk <laughs> talking uh, a lot about what I'm optimistic about. You know, what is what is going on in the world that is going well? Why should we be optimistic about our future despite Everything we talk about, and I know a lot of this, a lot of the show, and a lot of politics generally is is negative, you know, And, and because there is a lot of bad stuff going on in government. But I want to make sure I focus on the good stuff too that happens because a lot of life happens outside of politics, outside of policy, and there are good things going on, and it's it's wild. Once you escape the bounds, even a little bit of of government and politics, there are. Great things happening. there are people working to accomplish excellent things in the world too and I'm, I'm generally optimistic about the future. but today I want to talk about uh, you know, some things that I may be a little bit more pessimistic about uh, and, and specifically you know like how, how do we how do we overcome a, a mindset that there isn't anything that we can do to change politics? And and I run into this a lot, in especially in libertarian circles, right? You, you kind of get beat down by, you know, two-party politics. You get beat down by, you know, it, depending on what, how far down the rabbit hole you're going, some folks get beat down by kind of conspiratorial thinking too. And, and you, you start to consume that so much. You start to think that, like, it's hopeless to get out of that. And I, I want to do two things with this, Alan. One is that, you know, to kind of— get you to examine that sort of mindset. Like what, what really is happening out in the world? Like how do we discern truth and, and know when, uh, the, the things that we're talking about, even on this show or, you know, or just anything else that you're consuming, how do, how do we know that that's true? Why is it important that, you know, what we hear and what we listen to, how do we evaluate whether or not that's true? Why is that important to be able to do that? It seems like it should be obvious, but, uh, it's not always very clear for folks and and again how can we work towards knowing what problems that we can solve and and work towards a better world work towards that that optimistic vision of society that that I generally have right Like, there's you know um there's again a lot of, of good going on in the world There's a lot of things you can do to make the world a better place and and sitting here always thinking about politics not being able to act on that in an effective way uh, can be demoralizing and it can drag you down, and so we'll, we'll talk about that that sort of thinking, right? And because there there is a lot of there is a lot of bad stuff going on in the world, right? Like there's it's it's wild to me. And I talk about this with with Tim a lot when when him and I are on Thursdays. Is that there's so many legitimately bad things that government does. Like uh, conspiracy theories kind of drive me nuts because they're the, the evidence of certain things happening in so many situations is so tenuous like it drives me nuts to worry about that stuff when there's other things in the world that, that are bad that do need to be fixed. That sometimes can be fixed and instead there's, there's a lot of folks who worry about shadowy figures who control every aspect of your life from you know the UN down to your local government and that's not generally how things work. And so we'll talk a little bit about the the nature of, like, this type of thinking, right? Like, it's—you end up starting to think, like, okay, there's bad stuff going on. There's stuff that's unexplained going on. You wonder if there are groups of people coordinating to control whatever aspect of of society that you're worried about, media, government, whatever, right? You know, I—something I always try to think about is, you know, like, a lot of these times— I see people in government and I don't think competent person who's ruling the world. I think someone who is barely smart enough to get into some of these positions and is trying to do what they can to be just good enough to keep getting elected office. Right. I don't see that that same uh, competence in in the the ruling class that that many folks see. I, I see average people trying to do what they can to. Keep their jobs just like anyone else, and that—that's the first part. I think is to think that there, there are elites who. I know there's some people who think they're better, but they—they're really not. They're not any better. They're people are just people, just like us. That's, that's the nature of it, right? And so you, you start to think about this, and you start to wonder, you know, like who's really pulling the strings? Who's doing this stuff? Who's uh, running our lives? And 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 the answer is that no one's really running anything. Most of the time, it's just people bumbling around doing their thing trying to do different things to stay in power and taking away that power in your own mind of of the people who rule you is a good step in thinking well i'm i'm competent i can do things i can make my life better right now i can make life better for me for my family for my community there are things that you can do and so, but you start to think that you start to see that, and you start to say, "Well, maybe people aren't talking about some real stories," and, and you see some real life evidence of this happening too. It never lasts for very long, right? Like, but you see, like a lot of people not wanting to talk about the Hunter Biden story. You know, it's all the uh, the the FBI maybe tipping Twitter off, Twitter pulling that stuff down temporarily, and then it going back up. It doesn't usually last very long, but you do see folks in government who will try to do some nefarious things to try to maybe cover up a story that they don't want to cover up, but never really last very long. And it's important in the society that we do speak truth to power in these situations, that you don't get in situations like what they end up with in the Soviet Union where people are terrified to speak truth to power. And luckily, we're at a point in society where we do seek truth, where we do seek honesty, where we do seek trying to do the right thing in these situations. And the uh, a, a conspiracy to hide something does not last very long. But you, because some people fall to that, even for a little bit of time, like Twitter, like CNN, like you know, any of these things, you start to think, well, I can't trust these folks at all. I can't trust what comes out of the government. I can't trust what comes out of mainstream media, which it's kind of a loaded term because there's a lot of media that goes into mainstream media. I can't trust social media companies, etc. But again, the thing to keep in mind is what I said in the beginning of this is that all of these groups, they're not in lockstep. They are just a group of people of varying levels of competence trying to do things to keep their job, and they have different motivations. They have different level of compliance with different requests to to talk about something or not talk about something. Again, this is why conspiracies often fall apart is because most people are either not going to go along because they have a moral objection or they want to talk about it or any other complicated motivation when you get large groups of people. Because again, the government is made up of thousands and thousands of people not operating in lockstep, but with their own different motivations, moralities, and everything else that goes on in their life. Again, it's all just when you get down to it, it's all just individuals. All right, so when we come back, we'll keep talking about that. We'll keep talking about, you know, okay, if we've established that it's just people running things, what do we what do we do next? How do we discern what those people are saying? In terms of trying to distill some semblance of truth, give us a call if you want to participate in the show. 585 346 3000. That's 585 346 We'll be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Kevin Wilson, host of A Free Solution. You ever need a tool for just one project but didn't want to spend the cash for something you'd use just once or twice? Well, there's a new tool library in Rochester where you can borrow just the thing you need instead of buying a new one. It's called the Tool Shed from the Southeast Area Coalition, and membership starts at just $25 a year. Use it for home projects or to support your business. Learn more and become a member at SeekToolShed.org. That's S-E-A-C-ToolShed.org available in the WISL
0: store at WISL1040.com. Official top quality tees, hoodies, and coffee mugs depicting the colorful WISL logo or the already famous Mount Worstmore line of merch depicting Mount Rushmore style are for worst presidents. Of course, you know who is front and center up on that mountain. WISL official items make perfect gifts or they're a great way for you to make a personal statement. Locally produced and sold only in the WISL store at WISL1040.com.
1: Free Solution on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wills, James, today. Thanks again for joining us here on this wonderful Monday afternoon. It's a boxing day afternoon. It's a chilly afternoon. But we're live here on WYSL until 2 p.m. Give us a call if you want to participate in the show. 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Or leave your comments online as well. Appreciate all of y'all being here. Um, and, you know, we got some comments from uh, Patricia, who says, you know, my free solution is treat, uh, teach your children well. Uh, yeah, 100%. And, um, you know, and then just uh, uh, small peaceful steps are not working. Rage against the machine? Question mark. I'm sad you're leaving, but we'll try to follow you wherever you all go. Thank Thank you. Patricia, appreciate you uh, again we're, we're still gonna be on Thursdays uh 8 p.m is is the the spot that we're lining up and uh, you know we'll of course uh, do some lives on Facebook too and getting hoping to, to have Tim O'Connor more involved hoping to have Andrew Hollister more involved as well you know maybe some other folks we're gonna make it fun we're gonna make it informative we're gonna we're gonna have a good time um so again you know, on to you know and and just to kind of do, to address this I, I think small peaceful steps are are necessary right like that's that's how we build a good society it's not big things it's how do we how do we act better in our day to day lives to to make a small difference for us and our for our community that's how most people are going to go about life again i know there's there's extraordinary moments out there but most people are going to be better and make their lives their families their communities better with with small steps and again, i want to talk a little bit more about that at the end first of all again I was talking about like the the nature of like the mainstream media and how like these this kind of thinking ends up getting built right you know cuz again there's there's good reason to to be skeptical of the mainstream media there's good reason to be skeptical of the government uh, there's good reason to be skeptical of 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 anyone who's trying to pre- present an extraordinary cra- claim right and again I I don't even get things right all the time I I've, I've been wrong about stuff on this show before and I tried to to talk about it and address it um and you know, try to try to be better and try to be more conscious when I present something that you know maybe I didn't have the best evidence for. But there's there's kind of a flip side thinking to that where, where you end up thinking just the opposite. Like, well, because you've established that the the media isn't always going to be trustworthy or the government isn't always going to be trustworthy, therefore everything they say is a lie. I'll tell you when when you do that though, you're letting the mainstream media and the government do your thinking for you. If you're just doing the opposite of what they say, you're not really thinking for yourself. And and as I talked about in the last segment, the the government, the mainstream media, which again is made up of whatever companies you want to define it is is you know CNN, mainstream media is MSNBC, is is, is Fox News, is is OAN, mainstream media. And I, I don't know, right? Like you know, um, I I I'm pretty clearly like a, a small radio host on an independent station. But again, I. I would like to think that I, I'm getting some people to think about something some of the times, right? But it's it's all just again when you get down to it, it's all just people with different motivations, with different levels of scrutiny that they apply to evidence before they present uh, a story to their their viewers or listeners. And to me, like how I I end up evaluating what someone in government says or what someone in in media says is was is their track record for presenting truthful information? Are they constantly just reporting on something that fits the narrative to present the political situation that they want? Or are they, you know, sometimes presenting information that isn't convenient for them, that sometimes complicates their narrative, that sometimes makes things uh, difficult to promote uh, their their political ideology or their political tribe? You know, are they willing to speak truth to power when it's their own side uh, who is presented with evidence that maybe? Their ideology isn't working in this situation, and that that's an important part about being able to evaluate anything that gets said in media. Again, what would I say? Because again, I, I'm I'm upfront, you know, I'm, I'm coming at this from a libertarian perspective, and sometimes subconsciously I, I could pull punches for that. Like you, you all got to be aware of that, you know, and, and and anyone you hear on any show, you, you just got to be aware that people are coming at things from different perspectives, and uh, you should evaluate that accordingly. And so, you know, there's so you end up with this mindset where, again, I, to me, it's it's all individuals, different motivations. There, there's some journalists I know if they put something out there that it's probably going to be pretty good. They probably checked it, and I still might be skeptical of it if it's an extraordinary claim that doesn't fit my worldview. But I know that they're probably pretty good. And there's other folks who will will absolutely put whatever propaganda nonsense out there on behalf of the government, or or just the opposite of that. Right? They're not going to check that stuff. But if you get to this thinking that everything the mainstream media says is a lie, and you must believe the opposite of that, and you have people who are out there saying, well, you know, I, I oppose the mainstream media, so believe me, you can only trust me, you got to be skeptical of those folks, too. Because cause here's the thing, they have their own motivations as well. They, they have their own motivations to to keep you entertained, to sell stuff to you, to try to feel like... They're offering something special and unique that no one else is doing. And and, and you'll see this sometimes when people make extraordinary claims that aren't being reported into mainstream media, sometimes because there's no evidence of that thing. And if their counter evidence is, well, no one else is talking about this and the mainstream media just wants to cover, and they're not talking about the evidence of the thing, and that evidence doesn't come from a good place that you can trust, you should be skeptical of that. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it ends up being true. There's some stuff that, like you know, we found out with with COVID, with like the the lamp theory, right? There, it was always kind of plausible in the beginning, but you know, everyone's like, ah, oh, no. If you're doing, if you're talking about the lamp theory stuff, you're 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 a conspiracy theorist. And, and, and later on, it started to be, well, yeah, maybe there's some truth to that. It does happen, you know. But but a lot of times, those extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, and you can get in this trap of of people who make extraordinary claims and will say. Well, you have to believe me, the mainstream media isn't going to talk about it. You are special for knowing this information when no one else does, when no one else sees it. You are special because you are standing out in this world because all the mainstream media either refuses to report on it or doesn't see it yet, and all your other friends, all your family members, they don't see this stuff. It, it can feel empowering to think that way, that you've, you've unlocked some secret knowledge, and, and only this particular person who's telling you these things on social media or wherever you're consuming this information is is unlocking this special information for you. But what might actually be happening is that they're prioritizing entertainment or novelty over the truth. And fortunately, that does happen, folks. And, again, it, and it's tempting, you know, in, in when you're doing this, right? Like if you can find something that's that's breaking, that's new, that no one else has discovered yet, that does actually work to change you know either your local community or or the world right like that that can feel huge that could feel special it feels like you're part of something cool that no one else is is part of yet and, and we and we love that feeling of being unique of being the hero but again keep in mind what are what are people trying to accomplish that what are people trying to do maybe there's a reason that people don't aren't talking about this you know i i think there, there's a story that happened uh recently and this is like more mainstream like i think it might have been tucker carlson or something else it's talking about how like there there's evidence that the the cia killed jfk right and no one else is talking about this all right well like the, the reason why no one else is talking about this is because the source is kind of dubious and uh there's there's not a lot of good evidence that this is what actually happened. And and what's wild to me is there's there's all sorts of ridiculously shady stuff that the CIA has done. Like look at like the MK Ultra program is is real. That stuff really happened. Like the CIA has done just some absolutely ridiculous heinous things in its existence. And my so my my only like sort of conspiracy with the cia is that okay there's there's real bad stuff that happened is that they sometimes like that there's these like other wild conspiracies that go on out there because it makes it it lumps in the real awful stuff that they did It, it lumps it in with like the ridiculous you know bigfoot level stuff right you know it's that's that's the one that, like there's there's a whole South Park joke about that, about how like the the nine eleven conspiracy theorists were actually paid by the government to make the government seem more competent than it really was. Uh, and that's, you know, I, I jokingly say that that's my my only conspiracy. But again, there's, there's real awful stuff out there. It does. It does really exist. Um, but if you're going to make an extraordinary claim about that stuff and you have only one person talking about it, uh. And and the and they're not presenting the evidence in full, or it comes from a place that that person may not have actually had the insider knowledge to have that information. All I'm saying is be skeptical of it, and sometimes this happens, right? Like and th- this happened with you know what what whether the NSA was like tracking your conversations, right? So you had like. Edward Snowden, who who worked for the NSA, who revealed that information to Glenn Greenwald and, you know, presented all of the evidence that they were tracking keystrokes, that they were tracking cell phone metadata, that they were uh, in, using it against Americans with a, a broad-based FISA warrant. Some of that stuff ended up being legit, you know. But their extraordinary claim was presented with extraordinary evidence that there had to be a lot of stuff to go into this. And again— there's a lot of incentive for for people who who are in my position who you know who who could make their their show grow and and expand by by having to, to by by saying that there's extraordinary evidence and no one else is reporting on it just because they're they're scared or afraid and and you're a a better special person for for believing it that's that's not always true and so that's mostly what i i i want to I want you to take away with this segment. is like, be skeptical what I say, be skeptical what what everyone says when they make these claims, because it, it ends up being really important. It ends up being really important for what you think you can do in this world. It ends up being really important for anchoring our society to some level of truth, because it is important that we have some basis on discerning and figuring out what is true. When you get to a Know like a postmodernist mindset of like the truth not actually mattering much, it can deteriorate a society really quick. It can deteriorate uh, free markets, capitalism. It can send you into a mode of arbitrary authoritarianism very quickly, and it can go either side. It can be a right wing thing. It can be a left wing thing. There's no exclusivity on what ideology ends up driving this. It's just a matter of if you start to no longer have a way for discerning truth from fiction, your society's in real trouble. And, and we're at a point where I, I see some of this stuff in my own movement, but but elsewhere as well, in the left-wing movement. And it's, it's so critical that we, we get back to this, that we figure out, well, how do we talk about what the actual facts are and then figure out what the good solutions are? we figure out how do we get to making a society a better place thanks again for joining us here on a free solution Uh, we're going to be back in just a few minutes give us a call if you want to participate in the show 585-346-3000 585-346-3000 be back in just a few talk to you soon a free solution on the wysl stations Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today. Thanks again for joining us here on this wonderful Monday afternoon. Give us a call if you want to participate in the show, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Get your calls in while you have a chance. Again, this is my second-to-last episode in this time, spot. I know moving to the Thursdays 8 p.m. We won't be live on the radio anymore. Again, we'll we'll try to do some streaming online. So some folks who are, who are fans of the show always uh, love you guys participating. Uh, there'll still be some uh, back and forth there. Um, but again, we we are streaming live. For those of who aren't following me yet, make sure you do that uh, on the Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel. Also streaming on the Kevin Wilson page on Facebook and the Kevin Wilson Twitter account at Kevin Roc. And uh, we'll get to one of these comments. On uh, YouTube, as well, uh, to Patricia, who says, uh, "You and I could be standing next to each other during a crazy event and may see it differently when we talk, others could think it was two different events. point of view is key, and I, I suppose there 's some truth to that, right you know but uh, but at the end of the day, there is an objective fact there is an objective point of view of like something happened right, like an event happened, and, and like what the significance." Of those of that event is what the causes of that event is might be debatable, but there does need to be a way to discern a set of facts in a situation point of view because there's this thing that happens usually I hear it on the left uh, but but i 'll hear it on the right where people will talk about how like kind of the the anecdotal story ends up being elevated above like statistical evidence right and this will happen in the left and right, but but an anecdotal story will will kind of rise above um and and they'll say, like, well you can't dismiss like my personal experience, right? And, and and no, like that's that's an important point of view. That that contributes to the whole totality of truth, but it is not the end all be all. It's not the end of uh, of the discussion of like this is my experience and it was valid and therefore that is how this historical event should be interpreted. I remember my history professor in college talking about how she had a person in her class when she was, like, a grad student talking about how there wasn't really food shortages during World War II, that there wasn't, like, the rationing of the stuff. And, and you know, her apparently this person's family didn't really experience that in the way that many others did. And, you know, she was trying to explain to her class, well, no, no, that's... That's still something that happened. That's still something that, like, much of the country experienced. They, you know, there was like rationing of some some food goods for for good or bad. But like, that was a thing that happened, and we can see that. And this person's like, no, I don't remember. It didn't happen. And so, yeah, point of view can be helpful. It can contribute to the overall like sense of what happens and how people acted and what their motivations were in an incident. But like. At the end of the day, like, there's still some objective truth out there. And I always think of that, that meme that was going on for a while where there's two people debating whether or not there's a six or a nine painted on the ground. And, you know, you, you're like, oh, well, like, from each point of view, it, it looks like they could both be right. But the thing is they're not both right. One person is right. You look around and say, is this in front of a parking spot? What are the other numbers around it if this is numbering a building or a, a spot in a parking lot or a, you know, Whatever it is, like a number on a field, whatever that that six or that nine is, someone is actually right in that situation. They're not both valid because they're looking at a narrow point of view, two perspectives on what is objectively a thing that was made for a purpose. And... You know, Patty, uh, Patricia goes on to say, you know, like, you know, you and I see a rabbit take my eagle. You see a mastery of the eagle. I see the horror of the rabbit point of view is vital in these discussions. I'm like, Well, yes. But at the end of the day, what we have to both agree well, again, we can agree with whether or not that's good or bad or, you know, or whether or not we feel bad for. That's all in the realm of subjective. But the objective thing is that a rabbit takes an eagle. Again, motivations, good, bad, you uh, the nature of predators, whatever, right? Like that's that's part of what is uh, is going to add to that human experience of debating whether or not what you saw was good, bad, or neutral. But my point is, is that there there is some objective truth out there that there, and that trying to find that objective truth matters. Now, I think of situations like um, there is a, a scientist in the Soviet Union. Uh, it's uh, is uh, Lysenko is his name, and just. Absolutely refused to think of like plants in terms of uh, you know uh, of of genetics and, uh, and and of all these sorts of things, and he ended up implementing his ideologically pure agricultural theories in the Soviet Union in a way that ended up killing many people because he, he felt like that the plants should be cooperating more, right? Like that's a gross oversimplification of what he did, but they, but the ideology obscured the truth. But but the truth actually matters, and it doesn't matter if that gets in the way of your ideology. That matters, and and you could see some you know other patterns in, uh, in in fascist countries too. You could see it in Nazi Germany, where like the 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 truth of how you know Jewish people interacted with society, of how you know other people that they didn't like interact with society, and their impact on the health of German society, their German state, how it, people would would lie about this stuff, that, that the government would lie about this stuff, that the Nazis would lie about this stuff, and would get people to no longer accept objective truth, that they they would only accept you know the truth from their point of view. But there was an objective truth out there. There was an objective truth about how people interacted with one another and whether or not they're interacting as groups or as individuals and what that impact on society was. And... In order to, you know, gain power for themselves, they manipulated that. So this sort of manipulation can happen in all sorts of ways. And, you know, I talk about this, and I know Tim Tim kind of gives me some grief when, I, when I'm much Like, I, I think that most people, most people most of the time do intend to do good, right? They, they, most people most of the time are just trying to do the right thing. And, you know, they're trying to make a better society. And they're trying to, you know, be be the best person that could be. most of the time. Again, okay, not all the time. There are good people who do bad things. There are bad people who do good things. There are in fact bad people out there who are trying to accumulate power for totally selfish, psychopathic reasons and and that's what But that's not that's not most people. Most people are they think that they are trying to create a better society and in fact that some of the the worst folks out there will justify evil acts because they think that they're doing something good, and again, it doesn't matter what they're seeing from their point of view. There is some objective truth to to what you know is is actually happening. Whether or not there there's an evil act that people think can justify a greater good is is dangerous. Most people are acting like that, though. Most people are are, are trying to act in that way, and and so my kind of my, my point with, with all this is again just. Looking at point of view is only one part of it. Looking at motivations is only one part of it. But finding the truth does matter. Finding the truth matters for the people who were starving in the Soviet Union. Find the truth of what they – regardless of what ideology they wanted to be true, the truth of what happens in those fields matters. And the truth of what happens anywhere matters. Like they, they, moving into like a, a postmodernist mindset where all truth is relative becomes – dangerous like your point of view might not be as valid as any other person's point of view and and you know you you can end up with these situations where like ah well nothing's really true and you know i'll just like make the truth that feels good and convenient for me and that's a that's a dangerous mindset to be in because again you're you open yourself up to being manipulated you open (laughs) up other people to being manipulated as well and it it's Having some set of like objective truth matters for like the society that we built around us the for the good things like from accounting right like we we agree on the truth of what these numbers mean and why it matters, and what is the objective truth of how your company is doing for those purposes we We agree that truth has to be important for us to be able to do business effectively for one another uh we We agree that the truth ought to be important for you know how do we you know how do we raise our kids well how do we feed our families how do we you know interact with one another in a way that we can build trust so all that all that really does matter like we can't just accept that oh well uh, the truth is what i make of it that you can't trust anyone else anytime and that you can only trust me no that's that's a, a, a way of thinking that leads down to the road tyranny, that leads down to arbitrary decision-making. There is some semblance of stuff that really happened out there. There's some semblance of truth. Now, getting to it's tough. You don't, you don't know where it is. You have to look for the evidence of what happened. Who's talking about it? What is their expertise? Are they talking about it in the case of authority? Is this debatable? Is this opinion? Is this something that we can measure? All of that stuff still matters for a free society. So when we come back, again, things you can do, things you should feel empowered to do, and how do we get to a a better, more functioning libertarian society. Thanks again for joining us here on Free Solution. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon.
2: Are you interested in indoor target shooting? Or do you know someone interested in indoor target shooting? The Rochester Rifle Club has an indoor range in Brighton, New York. Shooting is with 22 caliber rifles, air guns, and pistols with reduced loads. We have leagues and open shooting times. For more information or for a membership application, Go to our website at RochesterRifleClub That's RochesterRifleClub
0: available in the WISL store at WISL1040.com official top quality tees, hoodies and coffee mugs, depicting the colorful WISL logo or the already famous Mount Worstmore line of merch, depicting Mount Rushmore style are for worst presidents. Of course, you know who is front and center up on that mountain. WISL official items make perfect gifts or they're a great way for you to make a personal statement locally produced and sold only in the WISL store at WISL1040.com
1: a free solution on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to a free solution. I'm Kevin Wilson today. Thanks again for joining us here on a free solution. Again, leave your comments online if you want to participate in the show. Free solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, the Kevin Wilson page, or Kevin Wilson Twitter. Wherever you are today, appreciate y'all being here. Appreciate y'all participating in the show. We're talking about you know you know how do we how do we seek truth and how do we build you know a a more libertarian society on that premise again so just to kind of recap some of the other stuff that i talked about is that i i do still think that in most situations there is an objective truth that there is you know uh, of course many different perspectives on causes of events or consequences of events or whether or not you know the uh you know it's good or bad right those those are all subjective stuff those are all opinions but there is some truth out there sometimes either something works or it doesn't and sometimes an event either happened or didn't happen and going back to when i talked about at the beginning like if someone's going to make an extraordinary claim about an event that happened or didn't happen they're going to have to provide evidence of that you know and it's important to try to get to the root of what the actual truth of the situation is. There's the, both the objective facts, and again, the, the interpretation around those facts is important too. And be wary of of anyone who works in, in politics uh, uh, trying to to sell you an extraordinary claim. Because and even me, again, if, if I'm making a claim on this show, you know, I'd, I would like to think y'all oh, are going to be skeptical of it. I know some of y'all because, like, I, I hear from you. you. know when when I make claims about criminal justice reform, I always hear from you, and that's fair. Should be checked on that stuff. Because it's a complicated issue with competing claims and complete, competing you know, sets of facts. But there is a set of facts out there related to criminal justice that is true. And trying to have a debate around that rather than what the actual facts are creates a better and healthier republic. And, and that's what we need to get to. And getting back to that fact, if we can start to agree on like here's, here's how we evaluate what's actually true. Again, look for that evidence. Look for who's gathering it, and and where, and when, and what their motivations are. Okay, so if we could do all that, if we can get to like some semblance of like here, here's a set of facts that we can agree on. You know, how do we we interpret this to create better policy to create a better society? We're in a, we're in a good place. We're starting to lose that a little bit, though. Again, people are are tribal in the sense that they will only accept facts that reinforce the tribal identity of their team or reinforce the the evil nature of the opposing tribe like look out for that stuff too because if if that's how you're motivating everything if that's how you're evaluating everything is that the other tribe is evil and my tribe is good and we can do no wrong in my group and the only the other group is purely motivated by evil that's not how most people work most people think they're doing good and they can do extraordinarily evil things when trying to do good again, don't get me wrong. There's a there's that great C.S. Lewis quote that says, "Of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive." Like there's that one, right? Like there's 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 bad stuff that can go on when like the Soviet Union thought it was doing good stuff. A lot of them did, but man, they 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 did just awful evil stuff in the pursuit of what they thought was the greater good. Look out for that stuff. But most people, that's not how most people are operating, though. Not even operating on that. They they think they're doing good on that level. So if you can agree on a set of facts, you agree you can operate in good faith. Not everyone's going to do this. Some people can operate in bad faith. I get that. But if you can figure out, you know, what's, what's a way that we can get to objective truth and debate those ideas, that's a good thing. And once you've set that up, once you accept that most people are going to try to operate in a good way, that they're not going to—most people, yeah, you, there's exceptions, you know, whatever, 5% of the population, whatever it is know, are, are going to, to do things to hurt people. They're either unwell or unscrupulous or whatever. But most people are going to operate in good faith. And you create controls to say that, like, okay, well, if, if you're going to exercise power over other people, you have limitations on that. We start to move towards a libertarian society that we don't need the government to come in and intervene in every single situation because most people are good and they're going to operate together in good faith and we have technology and in different methods of trying to discern the truth whether that's in a business sense or in in, in any other sense we have rules in place you know don't hurt people don't take their stuff uh we can we can build a society that operates on freedom because we don't need to control that and that's that's the nature of how tyrannical societies end up getting built is that you start to assume that everyone is operating bad, that everyone's operating in bad faith, that everyone's evil, that, that no, the other side isn't telling the truth, never, ever. They're not just people. They are a bad group that is out to hurt you. It's not always that way. It's usually not that way. It can be, but it's usually not that way. And you start to build a, a government around fighting those folks, around suppressing that evil around uh, controlling that assumption about certain populations of 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 people you can end up with a really tyrannical situation that ends up oppressing you in turn that's that's how we get to some of our brutal dictatorial governments is just just by doing that it's it's by assuming that most people are are evil and need to be controlled again if you get to and – and that's your mindset too. It's wild to think this way because if that's your mindset, if you think most people are evil, what, what happens with the folks who are, end up in government? When, when you get into powers, is your side all made of good people too? Is it really? No, again, it's if – you're, if you're operating with that mindset – and I don't accept that premise. But if you're operating with that mindset, then you might as well have no government at all because there's too great of a chance of some evil person getting in and exercising that power. And I'm fine with that precaution, right? And I know people who think that way. And that, that to me is the only acceptable compromise. Either people are good and they're able to operate independently and on their own. And we can, again, have ways of verifying the truth that don't require some higher authority to confirm for us the state or whatever else. We can do these things on our own that we can find objective truth on our own. If we can do all those things, then why do we need the state to regulate most, most of our lives, Why do we need to do that? We don't. But if you at that with the opposite assumption, too, that people are are usually bad, and therefore we need a state to prevent the war of all against all, well, how do you know that the good people are going to be in charge? You don't. If most people are bad, there's a better than even chance that the bad people are going to be in charge, and you don't want those folks in power exercising control over your life because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to run our lives. They don't – you know, they don't have good intentions when they're doing things. Again, I don't believe that. But if you're gonna do that, the argument to me goes that well we ought to have a smaller state, a freer society. Again, I accept that there are some bad folks out there and that they're the folks who are gonna hurt people and take other stuff and, and lie and cheat and defraud. But most of those folks are in the minority. And the better the best thing that we can do to preserve a free society is to equip ourselves personally, you know, with with better tools to be able to look out and understand and evaluate the situations where someone might not have good intentions. But again, in order to do that, we have to find ways of discerning truth. And if you get caught in that mindset of evidence not mattering, of uh, of you know. Accepting that you know only point of view matters, not the objective truth. Again, I don't mean to, to pick on my commenter who who is who's wonderful and and says a lot of really great insightful things, um, but and and who says you know uh it commented uh, Patricia on Facebook. Yes, Kevin's looking at everyone's point of view together and getting the bigger picture. Yeah, that that can be part of it, right? Again, it's 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 a matter of you know how do we how do we combine all those things together to get to the, the capital T truth of these things, and so you know, I'll, I'll leave it at this. Again, I only I know I have a, a couple minutes left. I'm generally optimistic about society. Again, I think that most people are good. I think that if left to their own devices, we would be an even more successful society. But there there is things to look out for. There's there's people who are who do have bad intentions sometimes. And and my my intent with this show is to just say, look out for the people who are you know trying to being manipulative, who are trying to be uh untruthful, who are trying to just rally their tribe and not get to uh some some essential truth. How do you how do you evaluate what the what the information you're getting actually is and how do we act on it effectively? Because you know, there are good things that we can do. There are good things that we could do for our families, for our local communities, whether it's it's changing local laws around, you know, what can or ought to be built around changing business licenses, it's not hopeless. And if you try to pursue things in this optimistic way, try you to know, pursue things in a way where, where you assume that most folks are going to act in good faith, I, th- I think we will be more successful as, as a movement, as a liberty movement. And you know, for all the concerns that I see out there where people falling into conspiratorial thinking or postmodernist modernist thinking, uh, there's still a lot of good people out there who want to do things to make the world a better place. And if you engage with people who also are willing to act in good faith, then we can build a better society. We can build a more libertarian society. We can build a world that uh, is more good, that accomplishes great things. And that's what I want to talk about on Wednesday. I want to talk about the, the good stuff going on. I want to talk about the positive stuff in society and that despite all the negative stuff going on with government with trillion-dollar trillion-dollar spending bills and injustice and all that, there are people doing good stuff. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. We'll be back for our last show in this time spot on Wednesday. Have a great day, folks.